Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. is the Wesson Walker show on a Thursday. It's almost Friday. I guess you want to call it Friday Eve. You want to call it that? Friday Eve sounds really good and it kind of goes along the same lines of somebody texted in. I'm looking for the text message to give you credit. Here it is. Yeah. Bebop from Rock Thrill. Great text name. Bebop said, you guys sound like a little kid making out a Christmas list that has no chance of ever being filled. <laughs> so Friday Eve, giving us the Christmas Eve fill yeah. as we get to this weekend against Miami, hoping for something that Bebop is probably right about is not going to happen. But that's what I'm saying. You say that that is the essence mm-hmm. of Queen City magic, though. You go into it thinking that they don't have a shot in hell to win the game. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's no way it's going to happen. And like I said, you, you, you guys had texted us earlier they say, oh, I'm going to go out and play with the kids. I'm going to do all this family stuff. And you'll go out to the pumpkin patch or whatever you're going to do. Yeah. And you'll come in and say, hey, let me just uh, check on and see what the Panthers are doing. Or you may be out and look at your phone. And then you'll see it's 13-10 Panthers with 10-40 to go in the fourth quarter. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I want to get to let, – let's let's get to the campus corner because it's going to yes, be no some good awards. But I did want to ask the text line. Like, what is the biggest Queen City Magic moment that you can remember, whether it be recent history or beyond? 704-570-9610. It could be an upset. It can be a single performance. I know we just went through this with the one-game wonders, but tell us what wild upset you can get to and uh, let us know, and we can bring up those Queen City Magic moments on air. All right, so let's get it now. Let's go to the campus. Kona! All right. The ACC, we're basically, if you count week zero, we are at the mid-season point of the ACC season. So let's get to it. Let's start out dishing out a few awards Mm -hmm. of guys that we think that are coach of the year, player of the year. And then we can recalibrate our ACC championship game picks right now because obviously we feel certain ways in the beginnings of the seasons and in the preseasons. But then things change, you know? So let's get right to it. Walker Mel, your ACC Coach of the Year at this juncture is... <sighs> is it easy? Is it Jeff Brom pretty easily? It could be. There's some, there's some uh, contenders, though. All right. So if you just look at the top of the ACC right now, you will see the Louisville Cardinals logo above Florida State. Florida State is still going to be considered the best team in the ACC right now. Being in the top four, having beaten a couple of ranked opponents, they took care of Clemson on the road, big deal, and they did take care of LSU to open up the season, the highly anticipated opener for the Seminoles program. But Louisville's right up there, man. Here they are at 6-0. They're already bowl eligible. They're number 14 in the country. And they're doing so, I think, with a quarterback that isn't as good as either Jordan Travis, Drake May, or Riley Leonard right now. And I like Jack Plummer. It's no slight to him. It's just here we are talking about NFL prospects. Drake May going to go in the top two, top three. Riley Leonard being considered a first-round prospect. And Jordan Travis, who we all had thoughts about being in the Heisman race. So you have that with Louisville right now. I think 
Jeff Brom is the guy for me that I feel pretty comfortable with giving him the Coach of the Year award at the midpoint of the season. Yeah, and I would jump right in that boat with you. There are a few contenders there, whether you want to go Mike Elko on the back-to-back or, you know, whether you want to go Mike Norvell because they were picked preseason to finish second, and right now it looks like they are in the driver's seat to win uh, the ACC. So there are lots of contenders, but I'm going to go with Louisville as well because if you go back and look at the 2023 ACC preseason poll, these guys were finished to pick eighth. This was a team that had a lot of questions. A lot of people weren't sure what they were going to get out of this team. They had questions at quarterback. Uh, they had questions at a lot of positions. And so when you look at one of the main things that Brahm is known for, obviously he was a quarterback at Louisville, so he's going to be a little bit more offensively inclined. Well, Louisville right now has the number one offense in the ACC at 467 yards per game. And then they are also, uh, on the flip side, they are fourth in the ACC in scoring at around 37 points per game, 36.3 to be exact. So not only has he come in and had them exceeding expectations as far as record-wise, but he's elevated this offense. They're still playing well on defense, third in scoring defense. They've got a significant win under their belt, beating a top-10 team in Notre Dame. So at this point, it feels like that Louisville's coming out. They're handling their business. They're beating the team they're supposed to beat. And then you score a huge upset against the Notre Dame. And so that was the deciding factor between uh, Louisville and Duke for me with Coach uh, Mike Elko because I almost went Elko back-to-back because so many people doubted this team and the way that he has them playing, especially defensively, how dominant they've been. But I am going to go with Jeff Brom from the Louisville Cardinals. So I'm right there with you. Now, I'll flip it and I'll start the conversation off as far as the ACC Player of the Year. And this is, you know, a difficult one. And a lot of times we lean on the quarterback. And uh, I'm going to do that here as well. (laughs) Okay. So when I was to, if I were to pick my ACC Player of the Year right now, I would go with uh, Jordan Travis from Florida State uh, at this point. Because I feel like, as I've said, he's got the best Uh, resume of the quarterbacks. He's fifth in TDR. He's got 14 uh, total touchdowns at that quarterback position. He's uh, the catalyst for the nose. He hasn't thrown an interception in 135 or 36 attempts, I believe. I said yesterday he's taking care of the football, but he's also a catalyst for this offense. Big role win at Clemson. He beat what was at the time a number five LSU. And this is a guy now that has grown into the type of player that Florida State can count on. Uh, He became Florida State's all-time leader in total touchdowns um, for a career this year. But he's just that steady guy. First, he was a player that you weren't sure about what he would give you if you made him stay in the pocket. He made a lot of plays just kind of improvising and being an athlete. Mm -hmm. But he's really kind of elevated himself into an NFL prospect at quarterback, man. He's calm in the pocket. He really does his thing. So Jordan Travis would be my pick right now uh, for player of the year. Can I have a civil disagreement with you about ACC QBs? I, 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 you know, I know you pretty well. We're starting to be like an old couple now, so I, I feel like I know where you're going to go. But but, but here's us. what I'm going to say, though. Like, <laughs> Jordan Travis is not a wrong answer. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to be angry at you for picking Jordan Travis. I No, look, just because I'm not angry at you doesn't mean you can't be angry at me. You can come <laughs> with it, and I got you, okay? Because uh-huh. Jordan Travis is balling, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I love what he's doing. Man, I am wowed. I'm sorry, I am, at watching Drake May play football. I'm giving it to him, and here's the reason why, okay? Yeah. You're talking about 12 touchdowns for him, the TDR stat, 
four rushing, eight. If you look at context for the eight touchdown passes and the four interceptions, you are talking about them settling in in the red zone at about the five-yard line or in to either set him up for a rushing touchdown or to give it to a Hampton or a British Brooks because they do want to run the football a lot more. You're right at the beginning of the season. The passing yardage, it just was not there. No doubt about it. 270 isn't bad against South Carolina. Yeah, the passing yards have been there. It's just that the, the passing touchdowns weren't as gaudy the, as they the passing, the passing touchdowns is the thing that's holding him back. But yeah. I do think that context does allow you to say, holy hell, Drake May is still balling out here, completing 72% of his passes while throwing downfield constantly, throwing for over 400 yards against Minnesota, throwing for over 400 yards against Syracuse. And you do have four rushing touchdowns, what is just a little past the first quarter of the season. Look, man, you want to go Jordan Travis? Both QBs are undefeated. Strength of schedule is absolutely better for Jordan. So when you talk about that, I get it. But I test for me, mm-hmm. I am more wild watching what Drake May has been able to do. Yeah, no question about it, man. And, and and I can't hate on you for that either because when you watch, like I said, as far as a prospect, it's far and away Drake May. And he's been balling. And Walker, too, speaking to uh, our debate here, they're separated by a tenth of a point in pass efficiency rating. Drake May is number three at 158.79. And Jordan Travis is number four at 158.78. So I guess that kind of speaks to uh, our debate here. They're one-tenth of a point apart. All right, let's let's dig a little deeper. This is a little bit impromptu. Okay. But just because everybody's going to go QB, it's hard not to. Yes. Is there a skill player or is there somebody else that you would go to if you had to give this award to a non-QB Keon Coleman was the guy that was going to win it, certainly at the beginning, but they're not throwing for as many yards as they did against LSU. Had a very nice game against Clemson. I feel like Coleman is the, hey, when we need to win this game, we're going to this guy. There's something to be said for that. But if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to pull up the stats real quickly. They've not been crazy dominant. We even had a catchless game, I believe, against Boston College. Yes. So even if Coleman is the guy I'm wowed by Mm -hmm. as much as any skill player, I don't know if you can give him the award if you have a catchless game in just the five games they've played so far. Yeah, if I was to look at skill players and say a guy, because also I try my best to look through there because I know it is easy to go and grab the quarterback. But if I had to pick a guy right now, that's just really delivering for his team. Uh, I got to go with Jawar Jordan I thought maybe. out of Louisville, yeah, man. That's I, I mean, that's this guy go. is a weapon ready to detonate. He is the ACC's leader in all-purpose yards per game, averaging around 147 uh, all-purpose yards. 653 of those are rushing and 168 of those are receiving because he's one of those players that you put the football in his hand and, I mean, you just looked at 168 receiving yards that he's had. He's catching those screens and taking those things to the house. And then when he's running the football, man, the rushing average on this kid is just insane. And so he's a big play waiting to happen. He would be the guy that I would pick. He's averaging seven and a half yards per carry to go along with eight touchdowns and a long of 74 yards. I don't want to dodge the recalibrated ACC championship prediction. Mm-hmm. It does lead me to Will Shipley convo. Because mm-hmm. remember, there were some Clemson fans that thought, hey, this is a dark horse to get to New York Yes, in the Heisman race. And 
even if I didn't think that was going to happen, I thought Mafa was going to have too big of a role. Mm-hmm. It was just always going to be hard. If you're a running back in college football and you have a chance to win the Heisman, yeah. you got to have bananas numbers. I, I just didn't think it was going to be there for Shipley. Do you think even still considering that, it's been a little disappointing? Or do you think he's been about what you expected, maybe a little worse? He's been about what I've expected because the thing about him and the difference between him and a Jordan is that Shipley coming out of high school, man, when he was getting those Christian McCaffrey comparisons, he had that long speed because he was smaller. He's gotten to college, and he's really kind of bulked up and has taken a little bit off of his speed, in my opinion. He's a workhorse back, and that's the thing about Shipley. He comes out. He's giving him 75 yards a game rushing. Obviously, like you said, he has the split carries, but he's only got a long of 21 yards. Uh, he averages around five yards per carry. But Will Shipley is a workhorse running back, whereas Jawar Jordan, in my opinion, he's a complete back. He doesn't get, you know, he's got four less carries than Will Shipley, too, and almost 200 more yards, or he does have 203 more yards, to be exact, than Shipley does because of that big play potential. Yeah, and Trey Benson, I mean, he's doing the explosive stuff again. I thought he'd have more yards he's coming than he on. does. He is. He's coming on, but he he's is. just playing with the balanced offense. So, uh, before we get out, we can quickly make our predictions for the ACC championship game. Uh, I will start things off. I think Florida State continues. I do think they may suffer yeah. a setback along the way before this is all said and done. But right now, man, I would have to go with uh, Florida State. And I'm not going to give up on Duke just yet. You know what? I'm not jumping out of the Duke bandwagon. I feel like Henry Beelan, we just put a piece out about him on the ACC Digital Network on all platforms. So if you want to get to know him a little bit more. But I like what I see from him. He's a really good athlete. He's a Cutcliffe recruit. So you know that he's got some pedigree there. Cutcliffe handpicked him. He can run. He's got a strong arm. He's 8 for 8 on the season, albeit it was against Lafayette. But he's a kid that looks ready to go, and I think that Riley Leonard is going to come back in the next couple of weeks. So if Beelan can just keep the ship steady, mm. Duke still has a path to get to Charlotte. Yeah, this one's really hard for <laughs> me. It's very hard because I clearly love North Carolina and the way they've been playing. I trust that quarterback more than any of them. But, Wes, I do believe in Duke a lot in their defense. Yeah. And if their defense is legit, and I don't think that's going to change just because Riley Leonard is down – the pro- okay, so NC State, I have Duke beating NC State, even without Riley. I, I'm I'm out on NC State. As much as I like MJ yeah, Morris, no, I yeah. know they're going to uh-huh. be – NC State wins eight games. I think Duke is more talented. I don't know how healthy Riley is going to be for the road game October 21st against Florida State on the road. And then Duke has the road game against Louisville. But at that point, I'll feel a little bit more comfortable with Riley. And so yeah. with North Carolina, Louisville, and Duke all in the equation, if I have – Florida State already in that championship. I think I'm with you. The loss they suffered doesn't count against the ACC standings with with Notre Dame. So give me Duke. I think I'm with you, man. I, it's it's tough yeah. for me to pick it, but Florida State, Duke, that would be my recalibrated ACC championship decision. Yeah, Beelan is going to get a test as well from uh, this NC State defense. We know this NC State defense is no slouch. And Louisville's right there. They, they were the hardest to kind of go against as well because, like we said, they have a very advantageous schedule, but they play Duke on October 28th. It all so that's com- going to answer a lot of questions. It all comes down to, in my opinion, November 11th, North Carolina and Duke and Chapel Hill. Huge games. Monster, monster game for that one. Yeah, we got some huge games left. So when we come back, David Ferronis joins us to talk Miami Dolphins, maybe some memories from my Miami trip a few years back. Oh, yeah. He and I were hanging out. And uh, we're going to get back to some Carolina Panthers. Deal or no deal? On Wes and Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.